0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The central goal of Upstate's Center for Vision Research is to prevent blinding eye disease. One of those diseases is glaucoma. And here to talk about her research on this disease is Audrey Bernstein, an associate professor in the departments of ophthalmology, as well as biochemistry and molecular biology, and cell and developmental biology. Welcome, Dr. Bernstein. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here. Great to have you. Let's
1: begin by explaining glaucoma. Okay, so glaucoma is actually a grouping of diseases. This is very common, just like you hear for other diseases, such as cancer. Uh, It is not one disease. It is many different kinds of diseases. And so it's categorized by most people have elevated intraocular pressure called IOP. So not all glaucomas have high IOP, but many of them do. And over time, the elevated pressure in your eye leads to um, a illness in the back of your eye. So the optic nerve is eventually affected by the pressure.
0: And the optic nerve is what connects the eye to the brain?
1: Correct. Okay.
0: So uh, what are the reasons?
1: There's a lot of people working on this. There are genetic causes, uh, possibly environmental causes. Uh, no one knows exactly what gets us into this position. But as a overarching title, we can say that it's an age-related disease. So older people. Right. So most glaucomas are in older people. So there's some component... Of aging in our cells that adds to the development of glaucoma. Okay,
0: all right. And once a person has glaucoma, I, I know you're a researcher and not an eye doctor, but once a person has that, there's ways, medications? Absolutely. Surgery, what?
1: So there's an, a number of medications that work to lower the pressure. And people will be given those medications first, and that works typically for uh, several years. Um, the next thing that can be done is a surgery called a trab surgery, trabeculectomy, and uh, that surgically releases the pressure in hmm. the eye. Okay. So those are the
0: that's the typical uh, progression of treatment. Okay. Well, how would you explain the glaucoma research that you're involved in? So the kind of
1: research that I'm doing on glaucoma is for a kind of glaucoma called exfoliation glaucoma or pseudo-exfoliation glaucoma. There's two names uh, for the same disease. And this is defined by a buildup of what are called protein aggregates in the eye. So uh, at the front of the eye is the cornea, and behind that is the lens. And the cornea and the lens work together to refract light onto the back of your eye, onto the retina. And that's where we get the focused light. And so in this disease, there is a buildup of these protein aggregates on the lens. And then there is a flow to the eye, aqueous humor it's called, and the aqueous flow brings these protein aggregates, off of the lens and into what is called the trabecular meshwork. And so you can imagine it's sort of a sieve in your eye, and if you have protein aggregates floating around in the front of your eye, it causes problems. So this correlates with the buildup of that
0: pressure I was talking about. So the protein aggregates, are these bad things? So they're not inherently
1: bad proteins, but uh, they have come together in a bit of a mess and uh, into a stable, what they're called stable toxic aggregates. And so you don't want these in your eye because the endpoint is that it causes inflammation and what would be called a fibrotic response in the trabecular meshwork. And again, this leads to the elevated pressure. So My job has been to look at the cell biology of how would these protein aggregates be made, what cells in the eye could be making them, um, and what approaches can we take to either prevent the formation of these protein aggregates or um, once they're formed, dissolve them. So that was the task when we started
0: our project. Well, let me ask a stupid question. Um, Protein aggregate, we hear about protein in our diet. Right. This isn't the same thing, or is it?
1: It is actually the same thing. So uh, on a cellular level, uh, your cells are making proteins all the time. We can get proteins from our diet as well as we make proteins. And on a normal day in a healthy tissue, uh, the cell knows how to make the proteins properly. And so they're folded into a three-dimensional structure that enables them to have the proper activity in the cell. And so it's actually quite amazing. It mostly works. And then inside the cell, there's ways to uh, deal with a problem if it doesn't work properly. And not working properly can mean that the protein becomes misfolded let's say and if things are misfolded they come out of solution as a way of of thinking about it so they glom together essentially hmm. so the cell can handle this kind of problem in several different ways very successfully over time but again like glaucoma what defines many age-related diseases Is that the cell can no longer handle these misfolded proteins and this is in fact what we think is going on in this type of glaucoma so this kind of problem defines alzheimer's parkinson's huntington in terms of there is a component of those diseases where There is a misfolded protein problem, and the cell cannot handle that problem any longer. And when the cell can't deal with it, it will expel those proteins outside the cell to kind of save itself. So in saving that cell, it can cause a problem in the tissue.
0: Huh. I didn't realize there was any similarity with, you mentioned Alzheimer's, Parkinson's.
1: There is. I mean, they have all different... um, you know there's many components to those diseases so i'm not saying that right. everything is the same but as a uh, idea there is a problem as, a, as an overarching idea there is a problem with degradation inside the cell with aging
0: huh okay
1: so what we think is there is a genetic component to this disease where you can have a predisposition to later in life getting this disease. But where it gets complicated is that you can have that predisposition and not get the disease as well, which I know is is very confusing. So then the question is what leans you to one side or the other to developing what's called a pathology? So we think it's a combination of some genetic predisposition and something that goes along with aging which is as I said not being able to handle this misfolded proteins having poor degradation inside the cell so just like we want to throw out and get rid of our trash the cell wants to do the same thing and so it tries to get rid of the trash in any way that it can And eventually this leads to a problem. You can imagine if you have a buildup of trash in your house and then you throw it outside your house, but it's building up inside your house as well, it's a problem. It's exactly the same thing for the cell. It leads to what is called oxidative stress. And it's just as you imagine, the cell gets very stressed and uh, it comes to kind of a cycle of more stress leads to more of the disease and then we kind of spiral into the pathology
0: that we see. Well interesting. This is Upstate's Health Link on air. I'm your host Amber Smith talking with vision researcher Audrey Bernstein. So identifying the problem, but some of the solution that you're looking at um, deals with regeneration, is that correct?
1: So we can look at this in a few different ways. Uh, I'm a basic scientist, so we're very interested in what are the exact causes of number one, perhaps the misfolding of the protein, or can we look at pathways inside the cell that shuttle these proteins specifically outside the cell? Um, Can we look at problems with um, the degradation? Why is that happening? So from the basic science side of it, we're very interested in finding what really is going wrong in this disease. Um, In parallel to that, we can say that, okay, this disease looks very similar to other age-related neurodegenerative diseases that have been studied For years. So maybe we can leverage some of the compounds that are in clinical trials, for instance, for other age related diseases, and can we apply that to this disease? Interesting. So we're trying that as well. We um, are able to get what are called primary cells from patients. So when exfoliation patients get the surgery, undergo the surgery to relieve the pressure, there is a piece of tissue that is normally discarded. So we are not doing the surgery to get this tissue, it is thrown away as a part of doing this surgery. And with patient consent and IRB consent, uh, we are able to take that piece of tissue and grow the cells from that person And look at those cells. So we have many cell lines from patients that have this disease. And we also aim to use those cells for drug screening. So to say, okay, we don't know exactly what's going on, but we see some of the same problems in other age-related diseases. Can we use these primary cells to screen drugs that are being used in these other diseases to see if we can improve what's called the phenotype, or, or improve the disease state that
0: we see inside the cells. Are you finding any um, anything that looks like it's effective?
1: Uh, so we haven't started the big screen that I've been talking about right now. Uh, we're going to start it in 2018. Oh, okay. So that's upcoming. That's a, up, up and coming. We're doing a lot of the basic science now to try to understand... What is the mechanism of
0: action that is causing this problem? So there might be some promise with things that already exist. There could be. Are there other um, therapies um, on the horizon that you are interested in or looking at?
1: Uh, For this disease, no. This disease is treated like other glaucomas, which is to use um, IOP-lowering drugs.
0: intra Ocular pressure lowering. Right, so drugs that
1: that lower the pressure. It's the same drugs that are used for all the different kinds of glaucoma. Uh, There are new drugs for that coming online, we say. Uh, Those have to do with uh, relaxing the tissue in a way. So uh, you imagine we have a skeleton inside us, and inside a cell there's the same thing. It's called Hmm. the cytoskeleton. And so that holds the tension of the cell. So the idea is to relieve some of the tension inside the cell, all the cells in a particular tissue in your eye, and that will kind of relax the eye is a way of putting it. And so that lets the, reduces the pressure and lets the flow through your eye happen easier. And then reducing the pressure is
0: ultimately what we want to do. Interesting. Well, it's exciting research. I appreciate you being willing to share Thank your you. findings so far. Um, my guest has been vision researcher Audrey Bernstein. She's an assist, associate professor in the Department of Ophthalmology, as well as biochemistry and molecular bio, biology and cell and developmental biology. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.